We cannot live our lives without it, in part because it powers everything. Without it, our milk would spoil, and we would not be able to see anything at night. Without it, we could not communicate, and our lives would mostly be unrooted. Yes, I know it's dramatic. But yes, you know, of course, I am dramatizing. Is that a word? Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Vic the Random and as you may already know from the title of this episode we are going to talk about electricity and no we won't be talking about how electricity will one day uproot our lives and take over we are going to be talking about how electricity is produced let's get started hello everybody today's quote of the week is the things you take for granted somebody else is praying for and at first thought this was somebody else is paying for but no it's praying and that somehow relates to our topic don't you think let's start at the source for when we want to learn about electricity and by the source i mean how electricity is made in the 1820s and the 1830s Michael Faraday figured out that if you make electricity travel through a coil of copper wire, there would be a magnet that formed. Yes, electricity run through a copper wire creates a magnet. So then he thought to himself, okay, if this one thing is true, the opposite must also be true. If you put a magnet inside a coil of copper wire, electricity would be generated, right? about why it doesn't work let's actually talk about why it might work a copper wire has copper atoms which has electrons and when you put a magnet inside the copper like the copper coil the magnet sort of acts as a bully you see when you put the magnet inside the copper wire the bully will push the electrons in the copper wire causing them to move and if you listen to my previous episode named Lion EV or Lithium Ion Electric Vehicle, you know that electricity is moving electrons. So when you put the magnet inside the copper wire, the ma magnet acts as a bully and pushes the electrons. However, if the electrons move, electricity is generated. But why did Microfaraday discover that this didn't work? Well, imagine being the bully. I'm sure you aren't one, but just imagine. When you push someone, say Riley, when you push Riley, Riley will move away from you because, well, you pushed it away from you. So now, if you want to push Riley again, you cannot stay in the same place and push Riley because, well, Riley's in a completely different position. If you want to push Riley again, you'll have to move. And now we sort of see why when we put magnet in copper wire, there isn't any electricity being made. Because the magnet, as the bully, pushes the electrons once, and then the electrons move away. In order to keep pushing the electrons to make an electric current, the magnet needs to keep moving and keep pushing. However, now, we do have a slight dilemma. We cannot make the magnet move along the wire forever. It'll just cost too much money. And just imagine a magnet zipping along the wire outside your house. And 
the only way to make the magnet actually move along the wire is electricity. And like I said before, it'll cost too much. It's just like a bully can't keep on pushing a target forever and ever and ever. The bully will eventually get tired. So, what do we do? Don't worry, we figured it out. To illustrate this, let's imagine you have a stick that's lying flat on the ground. Around the stick, you have a rope in the shape of a U, and that U-shaped rope surrounds the stick. In this case, the stick is the magnet, and the U-shaped rope is the wire. Now, when we spin the magnet, we generate electricity, right? And when we keep on spinning the magnet, or in this case, the stick, we keep on generating more and more electricity. And we spin the magnet because we're moving the magnet, only instead of moving it forward, we move it around. And so when we spin the magnet, the wire around it is going to keep getting electricity generated in it. And as we generate more and more electricity, the electricity has to move somewhere. So the new electricity will push the old electricity out of the way, and more and more electricity will keep on being generated. More and more electrons will continue to move. And this is sort of like dominoes. You generate some electricity by spinning the magnet, or the stick, and one domino falls. You keep on spinning, but the one domino has already fell, so it pushes over another domino. Keep on spinning, more dominoes fall, and more and more dominoes fall all the way, and the electricity goes through the wire and to your house. And then we got it. But the only question is, who's going to sit there and spin the stick around and around and around, over and over and over? That's going to be very, very tiring. So how do we spin the magnet? Well, two easy ways, or not quite easy, but two ways that we see very often are hydroelectric dams and wind turbines. These are both renewable methods because we can keep on repeating these process forever and ever, just as long as there's still wind and there's still water, which I'm pretty sure there will be. And in both these cases, the magnet is connected to a fan blade, which we call turbines. When the fan blade or the turbine spins, it also spins the magnet. So now leads the question, how do we spin the turbine? Well, in the case of the wind turbines, we simply have wind. When wind blows, it'll spin the giant blades, which will spin the turbine, which will spin the magnet, which will cause electricity. In the case of the hydroelectric dam, when water rushes by the turbine, the turbine will spin, which will cause the magnet to spin, which will cause electricity to be generated. And that's not the only way we make electricity. Non-renewable plants, which use coal and gas, work in a very similar way. These plants work, not physical plants, but like energy plants, work by burning the gas and burning the coal to produce heat. This heat causes the water inside the tubes above the coal to evaporate. And then when water gets hot, what happens? It evaporates into steam. And when you heat up the water, it'll turn into steam and the steam will travel along pipes until it reaches a turbine. Hmm, I wonder where this is going. And all that steam rushing past causes the turbine to spin, which causes the magnet to spin, which causes the electricity to happen. And that steam then later follows the same tube back so it can cool and reheat again. And that way, the cycle repeats over and over and over again until we don't have any more coal or gas to heat the plant with. Which is also why we call it a non-renewable plant, 
because burning coal and burning gas can only be used for a certain amount of time until we run out of coal and gas. So yeah, that's how electricity is made from plants. But the power plants, not the, uh, you know, the plants that go to your backyard. Hello everybody and welcome to the Random Fact Generator. You may have heard of daylight savings time that recently got into action in the United States and a couple other countries. It is where we set our clocks forward and backwards one hour to adapt for the changing lights and save energy. Well, everybody in the US does except for a few states and Arizona. Why I'm highlighting Arizona? Well, you see, Arizona doesn't follow daylight savings time, but there's a region inside Arizona called the Navajo Nation, which does follow daylight savings time. And inside Navajo Nation, there's another region called the Hopi Reservation, which doesn't follow daylight savings time. And within the Hopi Reservation, there's another area which does follow daylight savings. So there's a no daylight savings inside a daylight savings, and then a daylight savings within that, and a non-daylight savings inside of that, and then a daylight savings in that. Whew, that's complicated. But then nothing is simple. learned how electricity is made. But only, how does the electricity get to us if it's produced at a plant? You should know that I'm talking about a power plant, not the plant plant by now. So before we start, we have to learn about two terms. The first term is voltage, and the second term is current. Current is the movement of electrons, and voltage is the pressure from the generator. If you think of it like a water pipe, when we push a lot of water into a pipe, there will be a lot of pressure as all the water wants to go through the pipe. That pressure is known as voltage. More pressure, more voltage. And this pressure causes the water to move for the water to flow. It causes current. So let's just route the cables from the power plant directly to your home, right? Easy peasy, right? No, you see, the power from the power plant has a very, very high voltage, say 12,000 volts. However, your computer or your house cannot handle such a high voltage. If you plug a cable that had electricity with 12,000 volts into your computer, your computer would simply just blow up, which is why we need to reduce the voltage from 12,000 volts to what normal houses use at 120 volts using a transformer. Only, there's another problem. You see, when you send electricity through a cable with high current or a high flow rate, a lot of the electricity gets lost because of the friction in the copper. Think about it like this. There's a train on a train track that and the train track has a lot of bumps. The train track is the copper and the train is the electrons. If the train is carrying rocks and it goes over the bumpy tracks very, very fast, a lot of the rocks will fall out. And if the train goes slower, however, not many rocks will fall out. So we want to make the train go slowly when we go through the high voltage cable. And remember, voltage is pressure, not how fast it goes. So anyways, enough talking about problems. Let's talk about how we actually achieve this. And we achieve this with a transformer. A transformer works by keeping two coils, two copper coils, very close to each other. Remember from earlier how when you run electricity through a coil, 
a magnet is created? Well, in the case of the transformer, when you run electricity through the first coil, coil number one, you make a magnet. And now this magnet affects the second coil. And also remember from earlier how if you put a magnet by a copper coil, you generate electricity. So if we place coil number one, which is a magnet, by coil number two, the electricity will transfer from coil number one to coil number two. However, the electricity's voltage and the current will be the same. So how do we change the voltage and the current? And this simply has to do with how many times the coil is wound around. So if the first coil winds around less than the second coil, the voltage will increase while the current decreases. So for example, if coil number one with electricity from the power plant coils around three times and coil number two wraps around five times, the voltage will increase and the current will decrease. This current decrease is perfect because then we, even though we increase the voltage, we don't lose as much energy when we travel long distances or when the electricity travels long distances. This type of transformer, which increases the voltage and decreases the current, is known as a step-up transformer. So now we have the high current voltage or the high voltage current traveling to our house. However, if we plug that electricity directly into our computer, it'll blow up. So we need to get the voltage down and we go through a step-down transformer. Hmm, I wonder where that name comes. But basically, a step-down transformer has the same thing as a step-up transformer, only it has two sets of coils. One coil, which has the electricity flowing through it, which causes a magnetic pull, and the other coil close by, which takes the magnetic force and takes the electricity from one coil to the other. Very similar, or actually exactly the same as the step-up transformer. However, in the step-down transformer, we want the voltage to get reduced. And to do that, we need to have moil coil wraps on the side where electricity is getting sent, or side number one, and less coil wraps on side number two. So more on side number one and less on side number two. That way our voltage gets reduced and is ready to charge and be used for our appliances such as computers and lights. Because I sure don't want my computer blowing up. So anyways, deep breaths. That was quite a lot. And Let's just review it in 30 seconds. Electricity is generated when a magnet spins around inside a magnetic coil. And that magnet causes electrons to move like a bully pushes people inside the copper coil. And because electricity is just moving electrons, we've created electricity. However, when the electricity comes right out of the factory, the voltage is way, way too high. So. We go through stepped up and stepped down transformers to transfer the electricity and then step down so that our voltage and current is perfect for our computers and iPads and fridges and lights and whew, a lot of stuff runs off of electricity. This episode was created and recorded on a Rodecaster Duo by Vikram Devaru. Music was made on GarageBand by Vikram Devaru, and the script was made and written by Vikram Devaru. I think made and written are the same thing. Facts were checked by Tejas V. Devaru, and thank you for watching. I mean, listening. Give me just love, people.